Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Jen and JT here, and today is the official relaunch of our Down the Rabbit Hole series. As we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work with domains has us venturing all the time into different topics, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. So guys and girls, this will be a tech-adjacent digital assets, pop culture, tangent-positive monthly podcast with some domain stuff thrown in there for good measure. Yep, and as you can see from the set, we're really going all the way in and all the way down. So the plan is we're going to pick a couple of topics each episode and we're going to cover some related news of the day and we're hoping to have some really interesting guests for you. That's right. And today we've got Drew and Shane on the show and our topic is AI. So we talk about chat GPT, mid journey and some other popular tools. We talk about legal concerns, ramifications and the effect on society in general. And we also talk about the U.S. filing their antitrust suit against Google. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at DomainSherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at DS.TV. You can also check us out on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. And as usual, big shout out to Dan the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With that, with that. it's time to get into this episode of Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Let's go. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. Jayon, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, a.k.a. The Mad Hatter, I guess. And I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is officially the relaunch of Down the Rabbit Hole. It's our Down the Rabbit Hole series, so welcome to the tea party. As we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work in domains has us venturing all the time into different areas and things, some very familiar to us like crypto NFTs, digital assets, and plenty of others that aren't so familiar, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. So this will be a tech-adjacent digital assets, pop culture, tangent positive, don't be mad, Drew, monthly podcast with some domain stuff thrown in for good measure, and uh, you know we'll, we'll pick a specific topic or two to get into and also cover some related news of the day. We might even bring on some interesting guests, or like today, some guests that aren't even so interesting. You can expect to see Jen and I, no, no, Jen, you and I are the regular, like we're, all, we're the hosts, we're here all the time. So that wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> you can expect to see Jen and I here all the time and some of the other usual suspects like we have today. How are we doing, everybody? Let me kick it over. So Jen and I are effectively the co-hosts of the new show. And as you can see, we're really leaning in. We got the set and everything. We might even have some other kind of cool little breadcrumbs in this piece. And uh, so, Jen, how are you doing? What's happening? I know it's late over there. down the. Uh, it is late, but I'm good, and this is exciting. We've been talking about this for a while now, so I'm excited. I just think the set is just too, too funny. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are not watching the show, who are just listening, they're going to be like, they're going to shut this, they're going to shut it off after five minutes. And those of you actually watching will probably give us 10. But uh, we've got the pretty cool, we're doing the Zoom immersive view. We'll definitely tinker with this as we go, but uh it's uh shout out to Billy for the uh the work on it. He definitely did his thing. So but uh well let, yo, let's go ahead and let's do the official introductions. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna start with Jen all the way on the other side of the table. 
You know what I mean? So we got Jen Sale, a.k.a. Ozzy Osbourne, a.k.a. Olivia Newton-Jen, a.k.a. Rockadile Dundee, a.k.a. Dingo Star, a.k.a. Melbourne to be wild, a.k.a. Sipping on Jen and Juice, a.k.a. The Ever Queen, and in this case, definitely a.k.a. Alice. So, uh, right? I wore my light blue because I knew that it was for Alice. I said, we going down the rabbit hole. All right, let's go. Over to my right, I got my boy Andrew Rosner, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. the Dirk Diggler, digital assets. You're getting all the AKAs today, dude. I had somebody that actually hit me up and said, hey, I missed the Dirk Diggler, a.k.a. on the last show. And I was like, see? I, I, yeah, rewind it. the tape. I'm sure it was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. AKA the sniper Bobbly Swagger, AKA Drew, Drew got what I need. AKA every Rosner has its thorn. AKA Drew Turn. AKA never gonna give Drew up. AKA Blackbeard the Domain Pirate. AKA Cancel Adams. AKA Level 14. What's up, man? Welcome to the uh, welcome to the tea party. Yeah, delighted to be here. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. Delighted. We are delighted. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Next time I show up, though, I'm taking mushrooms. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, hey, look. I'm going you know. Mike Tyson and hot boxing. We're gonna be eating <laughs> mushrooms and talking about digital assets. That's it. Let's go. Well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we can do a show about psilocybin and all that good stuff. You know, I mean, some of the things we've talked about, some of the guests that we're going to try. What we'd like to do when we really go down some of this, these, you know, really interesting. Um, you know, where, you know, getting some experts on here to talk through some of that kind of stuff. So for the domain maxis, I'm just going to tell you guys up front, we just did three domain Sherpa reviews in a row. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed those big shout out to all y'all who tuned in big shout out to everybody who's on the show, but we got to break things up a little bit, guys. We talk a lot about a lot and, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that it's a lot of fun for us. We, you know, we have these conversations offline before we record and it's like, some of those are even more entertaining than what we talk about on the show. So it's like, Let's try to give the audience some of that, you know, and uh, so that's part of what we're doing here. And with that, let me go ahead and introduce the last guest that's here on today's show. You guys already know, but it's my boy, Shane Culture, a.k.a. Sugar Shane, a.k.a. Honey Shane, a.k.a. Mike Rowe, a.k.a. Blame It on the Shane, a.k.a. House of Shane, a.k.a. The Culture Vader, a.k.a. Blue Oyster Culture, a.k.a. The Culture Personality, a.k.a. The Culture Club, a.k.a. Doing It for the Culture a.k.a. Insane in the membrane, a.k.a. Insane in the blockchain, a.k.a. Horticultra. <laughs> <laughs> What's up now? Let's go. Oh, man, it's getting longer and longer. Hey, that's what she be said. That's what she clip. said, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Let's go. I mean, hey, by the way, this is the show where anything goes, you know, and that is what the deal is. <laughs> Diversity. There's no rules. <laughs> no rules. The only rule is there are no rules. And um, all right. Well, yo, with that, see, with that still here, with that, let's do it. Um, let's dive into these topics. Let's talk about it. You know, so one thing I want to make a real quick announcement about the show that I think is a really cool thing. Um, you know, this show, we're going to talk about some AI stuff since AI is eating the world. Um, and this will be the first show, I believe, that we are actually going to launch in integration with the Muse.ai platform. So, um, Drew, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about what that's going to do for the show and uh, why we're excited about it? Okay. So, uh, this goes back a while. I, I invested into Muse.ai uh, probably 2018, maybe 19, I think 18, maybe even 17. And um, 16, yeah, probably 18, 19, 2018, <laughs> I believe. So uh, anyways, um, 
I was really fascinated by what he was doing. He had built this platform that was not like YouTube. It wasn't a sort of public access, you know, network of videos. It was sort of a private, more like Wistia, like private video storage, but with a ton of value added uh, to the storage component, right? The storage of, of data is, is uh, ultimately a commodity, very difficult to compete. Um, it's 100% just cost-driven. And so, but what he had done was create some really sophisticated artificial intelligence that would uh, analyze, you know, video or images uh, of any sort um, on a frame-by-frame basis and could extract, um, you know, anything, basically take natural language and use it to search for, identify, label, um, anything from within that video, whether it's sound whether it's, you know, find the clip where Shane unzipped his hoodie and had a blue T-shirt on. Right? I thought you were going to say go, unzip oh. something else. I was like, I didn't see that show. That must have been. That's, <laughs> that's on the special. So, so, that's a special membership then, to get access to that. You know, it sounds like a parlor trick. I'm sorry, go ahead. It sounds like a parlor trick at first. But then when you think about that type of um, search capability, if you were to have that, let's say on YouTube, right? You, you could go exactly to moments, um, you know, find me the moment in the JFK speech, uh, in his last speech where he mentions the moon. And it's like, bop, instantaneously brings you to that moment and you could play it from that part of the video clip. And that's really powerful. So what I wanted to do specifically, uh, uh, you know, in regards to Sherpa, was to make what I believe is the largest uh, compilation of knowledge about the domain name industry that has ever been created and probably ever will be, um, and make it extremely functional so that anybody with any question about domain names more than likely will find an answer in one or many of the videos that have been published on Domain Sherpa over the last 12, 13 years. And so um, it will take some time to get the entire back catalog on Muse. Uh, but going forward, all new videos will be, and we will be, you know, basically every single day adding more and more of the backlog uh, of the back catalog uh, onto this platform. And uh, at some point, you will also just have a portal through Muse where you can find all of the videos or random people who are searching Muse like they may YouTube. Um, uh, we'll be able to find these videos. Uh, but anyways, this is just part of my broader you know, strategy of Grow the Pie, right? And I think yep. that, as I've said 100 times, Grow the Pie primarily starts with education um, and probably a little taste for speculation. And so if we can combine a little taste for speculation with a little bit of education, uh, I think we can grow the pie. That's what Domain Sherpa is all about. Some Stated innovation. That the day I bought you know it. What I'm saying? Stated and that some... from the day I first did an interview on it. And, uh, you know, I think Michael Seiger would probably agree with that sentiment, not to put words in his mouth, but I did. And, uh, <laughs> but you did. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, so that's it. That's That's the story of. Muse.ai meets to make sure. So let's talk about like the tech. You know, with, I, with this, I like with, to, I like yeah, to yeah. you know, butter my own bread, right? I invest. No, in no, so, but I think it's dope. Well, well bread, and we so. also need to figure out. So is this the first episode? If, if Billy could, could tell us somehow if this is going to be, this is the first one that's going to go live with Muse? 
Well, then I, we better this say some really good one. things. So. That's going to go live with Muse on the Domain Sherpa website. What's that? Who's what? that? <laughs> what? Did we just what? what? The voice Jane raises hands to the sky. <laughs> and if y'all can figure out where he is in the... Uh, All in the bow down to the Cheshire God. <laughs> oh, man. Wait a just Spoiler I, alert. Spoiler alert. I um, what I say. <laughs> All right. So this one's going to go live. And then is it the Michael Saylor, I think, will be the first one. And then we start going through the rest of the archive. So, yep. um, I mean, just just that Michael Saylor, I, I forget what a two or three hour interview with Michael Saylor, where him and I just rap on domain names in the future and the past and the present and the value proposition. It's like just applying that search capability to that interview. Like when you're in a negotiation to be able to find that exact phrase to say, hey, Here's the value proposition to be able to go in and find, you know, the way that every broker has ever been interviewed on here thinks about, you know, the value proposition to think about how to respond to rejections, to think about, you know, how to measure the value to, to create a first principles, you know, bullet points of like, here's the way to think about how to value this domain name, right? It, it, all, and that's just like on one utility, right? So I, I, I'm really excited. And actually what I would ask is that, once this launches and once people start playing with it, I would love to hear whether it's on Twitter uh, or email me. I'm easy to find. Um, and let us know how you have utilized it. You know, what did you find useful or did you find it completely yep, uh, absolutely. useless? Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely take as much feedback. It's not that it's useless. It's just that you use it. Less. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Shout out to Braden. Hey, let's yeah. keep it moving though. So I think this, this segues. I know that was terrible. It was terrible. Billy, cut that out, please. <laughs> um, but uh, all right. Well, look. Let's. This is a good segue into to the AI tools because there's so much talk about Chat GPT and these other things. And I know that you know, Jen, you've been way down the rabbit hole on a few of these. Uh, Shane as well. So let's. Uh, you know. So what besides Chat GPT do you are you messing with when we're talking about AI and and this kind of stuff? Well, one thing I was going to talk about is we're not talking about the, the the tech of what you just discussed, right? So we're all old enough to know that when OCR came through and you were able to take an image and have a computer read and extract data from an image, take that, like if somebody wanted to keep you from stealing their, their table information they put into a table, they would put it in a photo on the website. So thinking that you can't take all of the information and data from that picture. No. Computer came in 15 years ago and was able to take that photo, throw all that into a spreadsheet for you by reading the photo. So now we're taking it to the next level. A computer is going to come in and watch our video, take all the words and the actions and write it into a screenplay of all the actions we took visually. And it's going to take all the words and put it into text form. And the first thing it's going to be used for is the same thing we use OCR for. And it's going to be to scrape all your data and use it for themselves. Mm. That's what it's going to be used for. You think it's going to be used for great information and I'm going to learn. That will not happen. The first thing that will happen is somebody that is more advanced than the others will come and extract all your data and take it for themselves and make something (laughs) of their own. So I can tell you that's going to be the first use. It's always a first use. Mm -hmm. Uh, OCR, that's what we used it for. You think it's like, oh, I'm going to make my company better. No, you're going to be like, shit, you did all the work. I've got computer skills and I'm going to take all the information and put it to use in in another way. So 
I think it's wonderful information, but I do think people are now going to have to protect their content because they will be using your video, using a Muse-like device themselves. They'll figure out how to download your YouTube video and throw their own Muse on top of it and extract everything. So I I think that we're in this, that's something you're going to have to think about because it's being done now. I yeah. I mean, I remember when we were trying to get all the information uh, from 4.cn back in the day, like the, the Chinese had this incredible sales information and they didn't want to be scraped. So they put it all in photos. And Travis is like, I don't care. So we used a computer and we scraped all the data from the photos and then they blocked our IP. And he's like, it doesn't matter. I got a proxy. I'll just send a different IP every time. And we'll every day. Those are the kind of things we weren't doing it for for bad use, but that data was very valuable us for us to value our domain names because we wanted to know what the Chinese market was getting for domains. Mm-hmm. That's what people are going to use in what we're seeing ahead. So it's an amazing tool. Screenplays are going to be written. I'm going to film a video and it's going to write me a screenplay here this year on what I just <laughs> recorded. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, just yeah. described the technology to do it because that's what yeah. it's doing already. So What's in front of us is amazing, dangerous, exciting, scary. Um, But content is now even more king because now you can take the content that Drew has and we've all done and put it to a useful form. The thing that we have to be careful for is we're also giving it away to the world. So you got to be careful with that. Yeah, I think that's something that we discussed offline, um, Shane, during the week about the misuse of content and data when it comes to AI and what are the legal implications in people just using anyone's data? I mean, I saw a tool the other day. So there is, um, there's one website, I think it's called huggingface.co. Anyway, people can go check that out. (laughs) So you can go check that out. And if you go into the spaces section, and then if you sort it by, um, popularity or or the most votes you can see all of these like um ai tools that are currently in beta and you can you can play with them and test them um and some of the tools that are in there are just i mean i I don't think it was on hugging face but i think on another one i saw um you can basically train the ai so you can upload videos of yourself and the ai learns your gestures facial expressions, voice, everything. And you can actually go back and edit your videos. So if you accidentally said something or you want to change a word of what you said, you can, it it was just, I'm like sitting there going, this is insane. Well, that's exactly what Shane said, right? Like I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, okay, so I've got, you know, I am uh, the most frequent guest on Domain Sherpa. And it's been live for 12, 13 years. Now, my the way I look has changed significantly since those first videos. But if you were to go back and like train in ChatGPT, there are probably thousands. I, I don't even know. Like, let's say I'm on, I don't know, a quarter of the videos, right? It's like, that's a lot of videos, you know, uh, probably 5,000 videos. I'm probably about 1,500 of them. You know, average is one and a half hours. So it's like, whoa, we got, you know, let's call it 7,500, 10,000 hours of video to train on. 
and recreate me. Like I bet they could create a pretty. Uh, accurate, by the end of the week, you know, I could have you giving a ten-minute speech on anything I want. Easily, you, can you make him nicer easily. though? But the problem no, is, going is that I'm going to. It's interesting <laughs> that I can do that, but anybody else can now do that as well. And then what? Right. So it's, it's we are really entering a very crazy world. And like well, what I what I fear is just like the things that bother me the most in the real world today are People. the way that institutions the way that institutions uh including governments including agencies including uh educational institutions including uh just sort of the the, the, the fundamental institutions that create society today um there's an inherent sense of distrust among uh the public um probably an even greater sense of distrust in me and um, that is leading to this polarization. That is leading to uh, sort of the ripples that are happening in society and the breakdown of these institutions in what we call civilization. And when you cause people to completely lose grasp of reality, of what is real, what is not, I am really, truly, deeply, deeply concerned about what society looks like when people lose that tether to reality. Sure. When well, look, they yeah, basically yeah. are going to be able to find exactly the opinion they're looking for on any given topic. Given yeah. by the person and that they want to hear from, these, whether or not they said it or not. These, yeah. you know death I mean? loops going to create these horrible loops that are reinforcing. I think it comes down to parenting. Levels of- parenting is going to be so important right now in teaching your children what bars to be reached are real and which ones are not because it's very difficult for a young person to strive to have a goal of what they want to be and that bar is raised so high this last generation because everybody's got a brighter smile and everybody's got a perfect picture and everybody picks out the best moments so you're comparing yourself to the best 0.5% of their day not and some of it's not even point real. Out of their day through a filter that makes it look through, even exactly. that much more perfect. And most of it's not real. I mean? So I, you know, the first thing that I, you know, I give a lot of talks to parents and raising young daughters because it's super difficult for for men <laughs> to raise young women. And the one thing that you really have to do now is more time speaking to them about what's real. Get them out and see reality and see people and travel the world and talk to them and make sure their bar is a real bar. And it's more important than ever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think social media kicked all of these filter bubbles off and all of these behavioral loops anyway. Like, so we're already like especially the younger generation are already cushioned into that world. Like they're already like, oh, this is comfortable. I'm okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. and now going down this next level and, and that's what I see happening. And it's, it's happening so fast, mm-hmm. so yeah. fast. Like, I mean, one tool that I've been playing with and a few of you know this just over the past few days is mid journey. Mm-hmm. And cause I love, I have a background in art I just love the creativity side of it. But what I also find really interesting about that tool is the science behind it. And it's not just, uh, oh, you plug in a few words and things like that. Um, I think Shane said to me, maybe today or yesterday, he said, no, there's going to be such a thing as a prompt artist. And that's exactly what 
I feel like I'm almost in training doing at the moment, learning all these different. So, just for the record, the term has a, it's, it's a prompt engineer. Prompt, yes, I know. I've heard that. I've heard prompt that. engineering is now going to, that's like, you know, the new data scientist, right? Well, and if, I think that's, the that's decade, one of the data scientist was like, you know, the ultimate tech, you know, career. And there's, there's title. known artists. If you go to pizza later on Twitter, he's the finest AI artist out there. He's absolutely amazing. And he's a true artist. Never painted a thing in his life. Pizza artist. Well, yeah, or pizza well, I mean, later. Well, look at somebody like Beeple, you know what I mean? With the digital art, right? It's like, I don't know that Beeple's ever put a brush to a canvas, right? But yet, you know, look at what he's, you know, achieved. And yeah. uh, so, but continue, Jen, what you were saying. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I, um, it's and she's, just like. Jen's becoming good. I've watched her pieces. Like, I can see oh, the no, same deal. I mean, Like that's a what, true artist, she's practicing. And that's well, what it is. Yeah. yeah. That that's what it is. Like it's, um, and every single day you're, if you keep just diving into this, you're learning from other artists, like different prompts. And then they go and create AI tools that, um, can recognize what prompts were used on pieces of different AI art. And so then you can go, okay, well, if they use those prompts, I'm going to apply that to mine. Um, but it's, it's with mid journey, it's kind of like a, there's three parts to it. So you can either reference an image so you can start with an image and say take this image apply prompts to it and then you can also apply arguments um and but it's learning all of these different things and then it's like setting different aspect ratios and like you know prompts can be anything from like i mean you know i i've now got mine to it's like a couple of paragraphs of prompts but it's like, yeah. and then you go through and then you're doing these things called like upscaling. So it creates like a, a higher resolution or a more clear defined um, piece for something that you've done. Um, but, and then you can do different variations to that. I mean, it's just, I'm just sitting so there going. I'm on this, I'm on this little kick and I have no skills whatsoever, but I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'm on this little kick. Um, I got obsessed with gemstones, primarily sapphires blue sapphires and um i'm obsessed i'm super deep down the rabbit hole learning about you know the history the myths the importance uh you know the origins the values i've you know hired a local uh, uh gemologist here in lisbon to teach me about like you know the history of crown jewels in portugal and you know the rabbit hole like, effect is what, real expect the, there will be a show on this <laughs> What were the factors that went into the design of jewelry through these various periods in history, going all the way back to ancient, you know, civilizations? And why have these particular gemstones sort of followed humanity through every single known culture and and uh, period in human existence? Wait, real quick. So people I'm really, people, really, real I'm, quick. I'm super interested. Anyway, people, so wait, wait, wait. Find... people listening to this can be like, how fucking rich is Drew? You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, hey, the rabbit hole that I went I, down was rare stones. I already, had, a his, local... I already had the show. It's called Chasing <laughs> Carrots with Drew Rosner. <laughs> Chasing <laughs> Carrots. I love it. Let's go. Anyway, all right, Yo, go ahead, That Drew. is a dope-ass title. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, so um, I have been buying some stones, and I want to design like an heirloom gem piece, you know, like – 
basically, fuck you, Charles. I'm going to create my own crown jewels, right? So <laughs> I, I want to create literally like a, a, a family heirloom. I think I'm going to do a pendant, okay? And <laughs> I'm going to rock it like, you know, like, like the Jay-Z. I'm going to rock it like the Jay-Z rock. That would chain, so, right? be like, so badass if you show up with a conference with a big old giant. Oh, it's happening. It's sapphire yeah. sapphire oh, oh, heavy, it, no, no, like, Trust me, that's happening. So anyways, um, <laughs> I, I, I you know, was hand drawing some shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have zero talent. I like there's a zero percent chance I'm going to design something that's actually interesting of, from any perspective. So I went in and I started using stable diffusion and iterating and like thinking about like, OK, I want like, you know, I like the rough, raw style of like free Colombian, like you know, Mayan gold jewelry design, right? Love that. I was like, yo, so I want some free Colombian gold pendant with an eight carat blue sapphire from Kashmir, you know, and I want the design to be based on, you know, uh, Nikola Tesla's 369 vortex math principles. And it's like, and it's like, that is the dopest fucking pendant I've ever seen. How, you know, like I want that one. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really unbelievable. It's so yeah. cool. It's so cool. And there, there are like other tools. Like I sent Shane and JT like a bunch of tools that I've been playing with over the last like week. There was one that stood out to me, and I think Shane took a brief look at it. I don't know how much you went into it, but the browse.ai. And I think that tool's super yeah. powerful. And I think if domain investors get onto that tool. Yeah, um, I already started scraping with it. Right. Really, so really edit that yeah. section out. We don't want to, you know, <laughs> give away the sauce. Yeah. I don't. Well, I didn't know whether to bring it up or not, but I do think like there's so many different applications that you can use for it. And I'm not going to dive into them now because there are some that I want to use. Um, but yeah, I think if, if you do check that one out as well, you'll the cogs will start turning and you're going to figure out some cool like ideas using a tool like that. So think about this, and, and you, this is the one we'll have to question too, whether it's, I don't know if ethical is the right word, but so for instance, I, I'm writing articles for my websites and, and I have the big island and I wanted a whale picture. So I know a local photographer and I bought a picture of a, a beautiful picture of a whale that he took. But I needed more whale pictures, so I took that photo, threw it into more AI, whale. and I like more. And I had and I had yeah, whales whale. <laughs> breaching, and I have whales with three little babies, and I and I made five more pictures from that picture to put into my article. Who yeah. is that? His like, does he own the rights because he's the originator? Do I? Is it now mine? Well, what, so this that is work? the part where I get a little frustrated with the discuss the, the general discussion because. Everybody's like, oh, we're in a whole new world. And it's kind of like the discussion around Web3 domain names, right? It's like, no, we're not in a whole new world. Like, this isn't a new paradigm. There are existing rules. There are existing laws. There are existing cultural norms. And those apply here. And it's like, okay, so it's what you're talking about is a derivative work, right? And so in the world of intellectual property, maybe the intellectual property lawyer over here can chime in, but like, I don't know what exactly what that percentage is, but there's a there's a percentage. And so the derivative work, if it is more than, let's say, uh, 30 percent derived from the original work, you 
technically need permission and perhaps need to pay a royalty to the original artist. Um, if it's less than whatever that line is, um, forget it, right? So we, you see that with like sampling in music, right? It's like, okay, if it's less than whatever, I don't know, is it 10%? 5%? What, what, what is the... Do you know what no, it is? I think if you use any any common phrase in a, in a song, right? Like even if you need a, a quick hook, you got to pay. Well, it depends, right? So there's a difference of if you're actually going to sample the music itself or if you're going to replay it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different things that you can do. And it's funny because when you think about this, is almost like what happened with Vanilla Ice and Ice Ice Baby and sampling Queen yeah. and all that oh, kind that's of stuff. To- that was totally different. Yeah. One of them went dun, da da dun, da da dun, dun. Yeah, it was the dun <laughs> at the end that made all the difference, right? And um but yeah, no, and I think that's a key aspect of this. And to Drew's point, right there, you know, and no matter what, we're going to have to, they're going to try to apply existing law to new tech as they've always have, right? And then it's just a matter of okay, who owns what rights? No. And you know, and when you start venturing into you know commercial use of somebody else's potential intellectual property, and if it is a derivative work, how much of it is actually being used? How much of it is being you know sort of replayed, if you will, or you know recreated, if you will? Because again completely different, you know? So, and, um, and then it's also a question how, you know, how much value are you extracting? So is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, as we say, sometimes, you know, it's like, just because you, I might have an image that you rip off. I may never even know. Right. Because, you know, especially now you're gonna have all of these tools and platforms that are gonna allow for people to be pulling and grabbing from all over the place. But to the extent that you use it in a way that's very, you know, lucrative for you, you better believe that that then becomes but, more of a, you know, a, a yeah, trigger. That, so that was my next point is it's not really about what are the new rules. We know what the rules, the rules are exactly what the rules were before. The real question and interesting topic is enforcement. Like <laughs> this thing is going to iterate so quickly. People are going to create so much new content, images, videos, interviews, da 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 how are you possibly going to enforce it? Right. So that's, I can't even tell. I can't, I did five. So he took three photos. I put those up. I did some derivatives and then I went completely natural and just said whale Hawaii and just built my own. I know which ones are his three, but of the other three, I can't tell you which ones are derivatives from his or which ones are from just straight up prompt. So, and then I'll tell you one more, like there's some cases where I'm not even going there. So I needed an article on Parker Ranch in Hawaii with some cows overlooking. I type in cow, grassy fields, big island, Hawaii. And I have a beautiful picture of a cow standing over with a backdrop of Hawaii. <laughs> what, um, what tool are you using for that? I use I use a combination of all of them. I use Midjourney, but I also use Dolly quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then for, for so, Midjourney to set up an account, do you have to use Discord or something? We're having this conversation because I don't use Midjourney. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The yeah. moment I went on Midjourney, it pointed me over to Discord. I was like, eh. I, I, yeah. I am a, yeah, yeah, I am a, yeah. uh, I'm a Discord. I'm an anti-Discord maximalist. But no, there, there, there are like, so there are like some tips that I didn't know about how to really use Midjourney. Like, because I was going on there and like going in all the newbie like, threads and like just creating things which is like basically the public forum but you can actually create like a private message with the bot and you can make sure your art's all set to private but again like these are like things that you just like have to figure out and learn how to navigate because it's so new and it's changing like all the time so 
every day I'm going on there or I'm seeing a new video that someone's posted and they're saying, I, I saw today. So it was quite interesting. Adobe has already written into their terms and conditions um, about generative art. So they've created their own terms and conditions saying, yes, mm. you can list your generative art on here for sale. However, these are the rules. And they're all really obvious rules. Um, but they they very quickly pivoted going, no, let's let people sell this stuff. Like, Yeah, stock know. images is the same thing with stock photos. It's yeah, all... it's stock. It's stock. Yeah. So every, everyone's yeah. like, they're all kind of like jumping onto that. But again, I think that stuff. Who's going- the biggest short in this? You know, like, like, is it, is it like, like, how, who, you know what I mean? Like who's going to get the most disrupted by this in the immediate short term? What's the, who gets most disrupted by this? Is it in is AI? It- just based yeah. on everything like, that's like, happening like, just like, in general, like yeah. which legacy business or which industry is going like straight to be up, a straight up article writer. Like what about Getty Images? Like like is Getty no, Images? No, because Getty Images because... make a living on the 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 subject. Yeah, and itself. I would say Getty's actually insulated because they own so much of the sort of core IP, right? That a lot of the stuff, like well, if so nothing else, they're going to have plenty of claims like... to chase. But I think you know, so, I think this is a so, great question. Well, what about Google? It, it, what about well, Google? I mean, I well, think that's on. something we've got to Hold on, hold on. Let's wait on Google for one second. So. Think about Getty, for example. So Getty's got the largest catalog of photographs, uh, I think, in the world, right? And so of famous people, of places, of just, you know, photographers. But they don't dot .txt anything. Like, there's no access to it. You're not going to scrape it. They don't put the file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. so say you won't even need it in the first place. Some portion of the business gets lost because... You don't need that whale picture anymore. You can just go, hey, give me a whale oh, picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? got you. So some some portion of their picture, their, of their business is lost. It gets interesting around, you know, likeness, use of likeness and stuff. Like, hey, give me a picture of Prince Harry, you know, banging a monkey in the jungle, right? And it's like, boom, here you go. So, um, voila. Uh, another, you want another one? <laughs> so... So some portion of that business gets severely harmed, right? (laughs) Then there's the, well, we've got this proprietary data set that you can actually train on. And maybe that creates a new tool that's super powerful for some utility. Maybe it's for movies. Maybe it's for, hey, we don't need, you know, you know, somebody that's already got a back catalog like a Tom Cruise. He said, "Uh, you know what? You can retire. This is now going to be passive income for you. We're going to take that back catalog of all your movies. We're going to train it on this AI. We're going to create new Tom Cruise movies. You're going to get paid. Maybe it's less, but you're going to get paid to do nothing. So, you know, enjoy your cocktail. Uh, you know, I, I don't well, know. Use, what that was a nice tie into a Tom Cruise movie, by the way. That was really good with cocktail. Yeah, I don't know if you did that on purpose. Now that, that, we're really on, well now that we're going to be ripped. For a guy who doesn't watch mes- TV or movies, that was really good. Hold on, I need to say this clean so the bot can pick it up. A mesothelioma case, if you have any problems with it, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm trying to yeah. get you good CPC yeah, here. That's good. Let's, yeah, get, yeah, let's, yeah, rank, yeah. let's rank up in this bitch. <laughs> Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. 
as pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. But yeah, a couple couple points to that real quick because there's a lot that we can unpack on almost every aspect of this. This is what's so crazy because of how AI is really touching so many different things. And this uh, video that we were watching the other day about how it, the scope of this is just nuts, you know, because at first you're like, oh, okay, cool, it can write an article. But then when you realize like, oh, it can create pictures. Oh, it can create movies. I mean, they're showing how it's changing video where you're able to edit a movie after it's been filmed actual video of having the actors say different things. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's a question of when they start creating these AI generated movies, will it have the same authenticity? And eventually it probably will. I think this goes back to even what you were saying earlier, Drew, about sort of this, you know, this lack of trust, because now you're going to be able to create alternate realities based on people spend so much time online. They get so much of their news, their information, their worldview is crafted based on what they find on their phones, on social media, videos, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff. And now that's going to be created in a way to, to really trigger and, you know, sort of like tickle and touch points that people hyper optimize itches that they want scratched. And it's like really, really nuts. And, um, but I wonder when you talk about a movie, like when we see that first, cause it, it in some ways, AI generated well, think about car- the timeline compression too, right? Like, so let's say there's a hot topic, like COVID popped up. Right. And it was like the first movie about COVID that came out was what two years later two and a half years later right imagine like there's a new hot topic at scale and it's like we're going to produce a movie about that it's going to be out next week (laughs) you know like um that's also that immediate gratification is going to be uh uh you know what about the loss of source the loss of source this is all built on source but if AI is writing all the new content, you're going to be doing AI, which is built on AI, which is built on AI, which is built on AI. And the person so, that wrote so, the original is going to, is going to get lost. So, all right, since this is down the rabbit hole, I'm, I want to drill down on that topic right there because it's Let's one of go. my personal. <laughs> so, all right, if everything – civilization itself right it's a, it's a set of stories oh that went big I, I, so, I'm so like so in right it now. all comes down to these early assumptions right science uh ever culture there's there's these decisions that get made by people who often aren't aware of the implications of those decisions a hundred years in the future ten years in the future even five years in the future but they're making decisions in our lives in business and science and all forms of creation, there are basic assumptions that get made, right? And those assumptions get compounded upon because, it, as you said, it's AI on top of AI. Well, the early input that went into creating that first generation of AI, there were certain assumptions that went into the prompt. There were certain assumptions that went into the code, certain assumptions that went into, you know, the, the, the framework and that it was built on. And those assumptions get compounded and extrapolated out over multiple generations. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. And I was thinking about this deeply the other day because, you know, I'm super fascinated by this whole topic that's getting, seems to be getting popular around like these ancient civilizations that likely, I would say the evidence is now quite clear that 
you know, there was a human civilization prior to the Ice Age that, that the popular, you know, sort of history book that we got as kids probably isn't right. Probably this iteration of civilization was not the first advanced civilization that existed. There probably were earlier civilizations. I think it better, you know, explains a whole bunch of the questions that are that are left in our story, in our history books today. And those prior civilizations, people say one of the biggest arguments against it is the scientists will say, well, we haven't found any iPhones laying around, right? We haven't found any nuclear weapons that were laying around. We haven't found. And, and our, the, the assumption that that relies upon is that the way we define advancement of civilization today in our current civilization and society is technology driven. We think about an advanced society being technology-based, right? Now, perhaps you go into the Amazon and you find a culture that's been around for 5,000 years, and these people are basically untouched by um, uh, modern civilization. And you think, wow, this is a free advanced civilization, right? These, these people aren't advanced. And maybe they are, maybe they aren't. You know, it depends on your definition and perspective. Well, there was maybe a civilization that existed prior to the Ice Age that was probably around for somewhere between five and 12,000 years. And they had five to 12,000 years of advancement. And that advancement was based on a very early assumption by somebody that was probably a priest or a god or a whatever. Somebody made an early assumption about this is what advancement for our civilization looks like. And it probably wasn't, you know, the, the 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 North Star wasn't the iPhone, right? The North Star wasn't rocket ships. It wasn't nuclear weapons. The North Star was higher consciousness. The North Star was understanding our self in relationship to the natural environment, understanding our place on this planet in relationship to astrology. And they probably had an extraordinarily better and more advanced understanding of those things than we do today, even though we would consider ourselves to be more advanced because we've got cell phones and nuclear weapons. So anyways, those early assumptions are absolutely critical. Over a 12,000-year period, some early assumption made by some priest who said, we are going to be focused on enlightening ourselves and raising our consciousness probably led to a completely different form of advanced civilization than the one that we have today. And so these early assumptions that we put into this AI are going to have absolutely profound effects because they get compounded on and compounded on with each new generation. And I think, I think that nobody's paying attention or, or, or at least not in the general discussion about what are those early assumptions that we really need to be careful about. Was, the funny the funny thing is you led into this with uh with screwing a monkey in the jungle that's going to be on your profile forever that's going to be built on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a little that was a little extra but um I think the you know you make I, some really great points. Make, I mean look at our set man. I mean you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but still you're you're not, saying it right I'm everything not, you I'm say high is a build. This right now. But everything um, you say, everything you do <laughs> will be built on and part of you for eternity because you're going to computers are going to scrape that and add that to your profile and it'll always be associated with you no pressure though here's a real real mindfuck for you but you're also does that mean you should disclose more or disclose less should you be more vocal or less vocal because 
the AI is going to, you know, paint a picture of you no matter what. So do you want it to be real because you've expressed your true beliefs and all the things that are in your head? Or do you want it to be artificial because it's based on some I think at this moment you should be less vocal so Jen can actually get some words. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, that's where like my concerns come in is like running the risk of, I mean, we put ourselves out there and there's quite a bit of content now and video content of us and audio content of all of us online now, right? Everyone has access to that. They can do with it what they really like with this AI. So I'm just Mm -hmm. like, if I happen to show up on OnlyFans, it's not me. I'm just <laughs> exactly. saying, like, it's exactly. not really me. Like, but you don't really know, like, where. <laughs> but if the yeah, if the Stripe like, account yeah, connects to your bank just account, for the that's record, not the worst she thing. She does want a royalty, okay? You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly send what I'm that, saying. Send that mailbox money. And it's like uh, that. Oh, go ahead. I I don't know. I just that that is something that I get like a bit like oh yeah like I mean, I mean one thing that I. I've not done with my kids is there is literally I've not posted photos of their faces at all and to the point that my nine-year-old can explain to someone well mum doesn't want to do it because of the facial recognition technology that's out there and later on when I'm older if she's put up stuff of me and I don't have control over that content then that's put them in a really awkward position so I mean, he's nine and he understands that and he can explain it to people. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot to navigate here and it's just moving so quickly. And we've all kind of seen this, like we've all been in the business now for like a couple of decades and we've seen it when there's been these sprints with any kind of new tech, like whether that was crypto, whether that was NFTs, whatever it was, like, We've all witnessed it and how quickly these things go. AI right now, though, I find it interesting because the general public's really paying attention to it. And yep. that, that's making Very it- few things have hit this level of, uh, I don't know, the public imagination capture. I think but I will the tell you, itself, I think, and but I think as popular I, I think as it is. Maybe as iPhone. Pop- as popular as it is, though, I think people still have like zero clue of the capability of what all of this can do. And this goes into what you guys are saying about the fact that we've got jobs that are now prompt engineers as quickly as we do based on this kind of stuff. And I mean, and you could even argue that ChatGPT is cool and transformative as it is. And, you know, I was looking today at like, you know, when they talk about the uh, the amount of adoption, right, like how many people signed up for the thing you know, since it, uh, you know, and comparing it to like how long it took Facebook and Twitter and, you know, to get a million users, right? For ChatGPT, it was five days. Instagram was two and a half months. Facebook, 10 months. Twitter, two years. Netflix, four years. Like whatever it is, it's like, but even ChatGPT is a real, you know, kind of relatively simple, you know, and, you know, when you think about the really advanced stuff that's going to be built on top of that, on top of that, going back to kind of what Drew said and everything else, um, we're barely scratching the surface here. I think it is like it's I mean, it is. It's And one crazy. thing to remember, though, this is not new. Like we're just labeling everything AI. I mean, we've been using AI. <laughs> we're just calling it AI. I've been uh, using Grammarly. Well, how long yeah. I've been using Grammarly? Two, three years. Grammarly is AI and fixing my, you know, fixing my my structure and my grammar. And I get a do, mail every, really nice every month. Emails. I, I I purposely don't use it sometimes, but the uh, it'll tell me my tone. I don't know if you use Grammarly. You get an email at the end of the month that shows you all the percentage of every tone that you used in no all way. of your writing. 
Yeah, oh, so it'll for me, say it'll like, be like passive, passive, no, stop it being is. a bitch, passive. I got it angry. It's like <laughs> a new new tone generated. No what would it say from mine? I want to put it across all my email. Like, Yours, it would basically be like, be like please, sir, stop using our service. We we don't have a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Once they reach extreme caustic t- causticivity, <laughs> I don't know. They come up with some new term for like it, the harsh. It does change how you write. Like it, when you wrote three days in a row in a in a depressed or whatever it'll tone, you find yourself, hey, maybe I need to snap out of something. That's like it literally helps you. Your tone can be detected, and it is literally goes along with your personality. Yeah, that, that's also so scary. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, was it? I forgot what movie, one of these sci-fi movies, and it was like, you know, sorry, sir, we can't let you out of your house today because we've detected that you're in a violent, aggressive mood. <laughs> oh, it's wow. like, but, but here's the thing. Like, sorry, sir, your Tesla's not going to be able, we're not going to be able to turn your Tesla on today because, you know. Yeah, your, your mood is too aggressive, a, you know. Yeah. Your mood is too but our wives, and, you know, wives like, and husband have been telling us that, like, when your wife says, man, you're being a little bitch, you're angry all the time. And then all of a sudden, Grammarly says, you're like, quit it, it's, I am not. And then Grammarly says, you're writing really angry. And you're like, well, shit. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. it's I like me trying to tell up. my kids anything, you know, it's I'd like, like coach them. I'd say, you know, over and over and over again, they don't hear it. They hear it from somebody else. And it's like the same thing, but they actually pay attention yeah. and listen, you know. And but there's all uh, kinds of tools like that that we're using that are ai we just don't call it now but if i have a company now i'm definitely calling it ai because now Uh, i'm getting more capital but it's been computer learning is computer learning we've been using it for decades the difference is how fast it's moving and how fast it's building and then it is like i said we put ai on it um it just makes it more popular than ever well and it's interesting because it's like each time there's sort of these inflection points you know and it's like i'm not sure what it was and maybe it was just chat gpt bringing it more into public consciousness but you know the thing about deep fakes we've been seeing the tom cruise deep fake videos and stuff and people are like oh my god wait till you know but i think it's the the accessibility really now and that's what now that people recognizing that there's money in it and there's you know investability things have slowed down in other sectors right crypto nfts things like that not as sexy not as lucrative not as easy so now it's like, what's the next thing? And it's kind of like AI sort of slides in. And it's kind of like you said, it's been operating sort of at this pace of where things have been happening. We haven't been, you know, we've been calling it what it is. We've been saying it's the next thing. But now that it's like really kind of come in at this time where it's otherwise a bit slow, sort of, hey, this is the next wave, put slap AI and everything. But what that will do is it will create a lot of activity around all of these different pieces, which will drive quicker innovation and you know, again, it's almost like the introduction of this into the public sort of consciousness has really been this inflection point to really start driving this. And stealing is cool again. Like before they were AI, (laughs) they were, they seriously, like, look at the credit card, look at honey. You know, they're going through all your credit card purchases. They're seeing everything you've ever bought. And now they're saying it's cool because now I'm going to tell you what coupon code would work best for your spending. So when you go through the final checkout, I'm going to give you money back. And you're like, oh, great. Look at everything I've ever done. But as long as you give me money, take it. Yeah. Yo, speaking on that specific topic, has anybody used uh, Forget About Me? No, no, Leave Me Alone. They just upgraded <laughs> to a .com, which was how they got on my radar. I never heard about them before. I'm played. I get two to 2,000 to 2,500 emails every day, okay? And so it, it's like... Uh, it's a curse. I, I'm literally, it's, it's literally a plague. So I have experimented with every form of filter and, you know, blah, 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 that, that you can imagine. I have found that the more I try to unsubscribe, the more emails I end up getting. And so 
I heard this was really good. I was wondering if you guys have ever used it, but it kind of, it's what you were just saying, connect it to like your, your Apple um, account. And then it basically looks at all the email that you're subscribed to. Um, and then you can somehow auto unsubscribe. Right. But it, like, I think at like the protocol level so that, you know. Yeah. I think they have the unsubscribe, like as far as all your subscriptions, I don't, I, I should know the name, but where it looks at every membership and everything you monthly you sign up for, and they will unsubscribe to the gym. It will unsubscribe to all these really? $5. Yeah, yeah I've $7. seen that too. <clears throat> but my thing is like, how many things do you have? Like, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize I had three Netflix accounts. A until lot. They, you know, until yeah, I threw my stuff. That's what this shows. That's what yeah. this shows. It'll yeah, show everything that. you're paying monthly is based on your credit cards. And then it'll unsubscribe them for you. So and like- just I don't think even about want to the know. scope of the shit that we just talked about and think about, let's just like extrapolate that, that out. Like, let's not go, let's not get crazy. Let's look out five years. Like, what does the world look like? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like this shit, all, all the things we've talked about, we're at chat GPT, we're at GPT three, like all of this is like iterated over like a four month period. Like in five years, like, I don't, I, I just feel like, it, you know, what's, what's interesting to me is that my deep down, I actually suspect that where we're going to arrive to, whether it's five years or not, is a place where we're sort of in that, like, at the height of the Greek empire, where people are sitting around in togas, you know, and pondering the universe. And I think that's probably where we get to in some form is like, where we probably do have a lot more leisure time. Forget about all the dystopian, horrible shit, but like, you know, from... <laughs> I like, like it. I like the positive spin. We probably all have a lot more leisure time. You know, I, I was thinking about it when you were talking, Shane, about, you know, spending a lot more time talking to your kids. Like, we probably will be doing, spending more time with our kids, being parents. And that sounds like a luxury today, but it'll probably be a necessity then, right? Mm. We will have less time doing stuff because stuff can be done by robots and AI. But we will have to do the stuff that is important for, you know, how humans sort of live in that environment. Yeah, it's like uh, when you ride Spaceship Earth at Disney World and you get to the end. I hope we get to the toga port. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I'd ride. Um, well, you know I mean, think the toga, piece, like, the toga piece is going to be based on where you live. You know what I mean? People in Minnesota in the wintertime, it doesn't matter how much free time you have. You're still not going to rock a toga. Are, are uh, well, at some point, the AI is going to tell all you stupid people living in cold weather, like, <laughs> get to hey, the warm. this shit isn't meant for human consumption. Go somewhere warm. You know what I mean? And and like, they will because remote work, it, we are more productive than we've ever been, despite what you think about looking at TikTok. The difference is we also at the same time have more disposable time than we've ever had. So think about that combination. You're getting more done than any any time in history, and you yeah. have double the amount of free time you've ever had. So how you utilize that, and that's that's what my preach is. My preach is don't forget to work on your body. Don't forget to work on your mind. You can be super productive from anywhere now, but now you should take that time and spend time and talk to your kids, spend time and work on your health. Like this is an opportunity. I, I look at, I'm not scared at all. I'm super excited because I'm going to build shit with all this. Like now I can do the things that I didn't have the ability to do or the time to do and the things that I wanted to do, I can do them now and everybody. So you can either make it, beneficial or you can sit in a room and cower about all the negative shit that's going on. I'm going the opposite way, man. I'm 
I'm stoked. I can do shit I never could do before. Yeah, no, look, I think you've got to embrace it. I mean, I think there's a couple of things. For me, I'm super concerned around some of the privacy and other things. You talk about all of us, how intrusive everything is and how welcoming we seem to yeah. be to allowing access where you're kind of like TikTok, for example, right? I find myself sort of in this weird spot with TikTok where we want to utilize it yeah. more with, you know, the podcast and everything else because it could help drive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get, you know, get, get rid of that royal we. I don't want nothing to do with TikTok. I've never <laughs> used TikTok. I don't want... I don't even want to use the word TikTok. I don't want like, TikTok in my world. So, well, so that I, hear, word I heard a good does not apply to the media. But I hear a good thing. They're saying, okay, in China, the the kids are watching educational videos. In the U.S., yeah. they're they're feeding us videos with girls dancing around and chicken. ass. But you know what? It's an algorithm, and we're watching what we want to watch. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're yes, not feeding no. us anything. We're feeding ourselves. Yeah, what yeah, we yeah. But real quick, see. the you know, but the thing about TikTok, you know, how you know when you give that such, you know, you download the app on your phone, and you know, and that's why I haven't, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the default. Cause... The default for all these apps now are give me all your shit. Everything, and it's like access. I want your calendar. I want. I mean, access to almost to your emails and all, your, but those your are all browser toggled. history. Like you just all don't the... change them. Yeah, but I mean, hey, great, right? You're like, oh, sure, TikTok, the you know, technology god. I'm sure that all I have to do is just hit no here on the app, and you know, you're not going to take all my shit. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of trust you're placing in faceless, like you know, platforms and and things like that. And uh, you know, so I think there's you know, it's 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 a crazy world out there. Well, look, we only got I'd say we got about ten more minutes. We do want to reserve a little bit of time to kind of talk about sort of a tech controversy of the day. We did have some Let's news. Let that Jen popped talk. Yesterday. I feel bad, by the way. Let's just let Jen talk about anything she wants to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's got the best about- voice on the group, so. Well, she does. So, well, let's talk about, look, the U.S. just sued Google for antitrust. Let's spend about 10 minutes talking about that, and then we can close it down for the for this first episode of the relaunch. Um because I think it's super interesting. And before I was, we were talking about what are some businesses that are potentially going to be disrupted by AI. And I think that is probably its own. I mean, we could literally keep doing the show on AI and have plenty to talk about. Um, you know, Google is one of those where it's like, is chat GPT kind of re- replacing the search engine? Right. And then, you know, let's talk about ads and let's talk about why the U S sleep on Google them. dog. Look here, here Mike's real quick take is I think it's simple. If you think for one second, that open AI has created something that's more powerful than something that Google has been creating for 20 something years with the largest pocketbook in the world, you're tripping. You know what I mean? You ate yeah. that mushroom right there. Like <laughs> they, if open AI was the first one to get to market and that is powerful. And, and, you know, I think there is a conspiracy theory here that I probably agree with, which is that, well, it's funny how much influence, you know, Bill Gates has in the world and you know, that, Microsoft uh, is, you know, now partnered with ChatGPT, has a little bit of a head start here. And it was at that exact moment, despite it being discussed for five years, that they actually filed suit against Google at this exact moment. I think that's quite interesting. Um, mm, I like your conspiracy theory here on Down the conspiracy, Rabbit Hole. Conspiracy aside, look, OpenAI was the first to market. First to market is usually the guy that gets the arrows in the back, right? So I think... Whatever Google does come to market with, and they actually announced today, will come out in 2023. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, we played catch up and we made something that's almost as good as ChatGPT. We just felt we need to get something to market. No, they're going to create something that's going to be my guess. This is obviously just my guess. It's going to be mind bendingly better than ChatGPT. The problem is it'll be proprietary and not like 
it'll be within constraints that Google has put upon put on sure. it, right? So if anybody's be, learned how to monetize everything, yes. you know, Google's is but it, well, it, let, let's let Jen, let's let Jen speak. Everything we so talked Shane, about. Shane said he wanted to hear Jen Google, talk. Google's doing it, going to do it better. Shane said this he wanted to hear not Jen the way talk we like more. It. So go ahead, Jen. What do you think? I'm done. Look, I don't really have an opinion on it because one, I didn't read the article um, before. <laughs> I didn't do the, I didn't do the reading. <laughs> I didn't do my research. DDLR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, I think I heard someone else like talking about the issues with like, Google ads being cannibalized by tech, like OpenAI, um, and where like, because obviously, all this data has to come from somewhere, right? AI has to get this data from somewhere. So where are they getting it from? Is it licensed content? Is it non licensed content? No one really knows. And um, so I think that's a big thing that we're all kind of like, you know, I, I said to Shane, I'm just like, what's, where is this going to go? And I think this is the beginning of it, is there's going to be a lot of litigation around this um, in where, you know, these AI tools are accessing content and data and materials. Yeah. Um, it, it's a big issue. That's a big issue that I think has not been tackled or addressed and maybe well the, the first lawsuit got filed yesterday or monday um and it was a bunch of uh, uh, uh graphical artists that said that uh basically um uh i don't i don't I, th I think it was actually um stable diffusion that was being sued uh saying that the stable diffusion ai had been trained on you know work including theirs and it's a it's a class action suit Yep. And I think that's what you'll see too, which is going to be really interesting, right? It's not necessarily, okay, Shane, you know, took, made, created a picture of a whale picture, you know, using one of these tools off of somebody's IP. You know, if I'm, I, I could chase Shane down if I want, maybe, but this goes back to where the deep pockets are and kind of talking about where's the commercialization happening. You know, then it's a matter of really looking at these platforms and saying, no, you guys are the bad guys because you guys are the ones that, Sure, you're allowing these end users, if you will, to go ahead and leverage my original IP and create a new IP that's viol you know, viol a violation of my rights. And, uh, you know, so now it's like, so that will be as the first few of these, you know, what is the role of those arguments, though, historically speaking, those arguments end up failing, even yeah, if there well, are successful cases. And it's simple. It's like, this is a tool. It's going to become a standard. And like, that's like saying, I'm going to sue Stanley because somebody took a Stanley hammer and bashed somebody's skull in, right? Stanley yeah. didn't create the hammer with the intent of using <laughs> like, use it. Let me use an example the most violent example, you know, possible. Well, I find it when you well, use these gun, gun manufacturers examples, get so, it illustrates the point. But gun, gun manufacturers get sued all the time. I don't know actually the results of all those lawsuits, but every time there's a mass unsuccessful. murder. Yeah, the largely gun, unsuccessful. Yeah. Yeah. Largely yeah. unsuccessful. Well, I think I think what we're going to see here is the crawling. So marketing is generally the only place where these companies end up being susceptible, right? Including cigarette companies, including like it's yeah, how did you market it? What was yeah. the proposal you made that caused people to buy your product and misuse misleading it? them? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was what I was going to say is we've we've for the last thirty years we've traded our information to Google. For them bringing us traffic, so we've we have no choice. We we put the .txt file on there yeah. so that they can go on there. We've catered to Google. 
Will there be a point where we change it over to a different ending like .ia that's, that or AI that allows them, allows them to search this part, but not anything else? Will we have, will our search and our crawling change based on this? And maybe we don't exchange with Google or maybe we exchange with a new search engine that says only I will scrape and everything else will be blocked. I mean, that's what I see is how will this work but i do think the way we crawl our data sets is going to change in some form or another yeah i mean but we've we've been giving away our data to the big five for years like so this is nothing new um i actually studied it when i did a course recently and went through all of the data privacy um terms and conditions and exactly what people um were mining of our data and you can go onto Google and you can go and you can download the whole entire, you know, backlog of what they've been mm-hmm. tracking. And it was quite funny because there was a guy who wrote an article on it. And I think he downloaded it and it was the equivalent of a 300-page document um, that all of this data that they'd collected on him. And he was just like, what? And I'm like, well, it's not surprising. It's, it, it's like it, when I explain to people, well, Facebook's not really a social media network. And they're like, but what do you mean? And I'm like, no, they are a data mining company. That's what they do. That's how they make money. That's the business model. They're not a social media network, but most people don't understand that. But we have all been- It's like the Catholic Church isn't a religion. It's a real estate company. (laughs) Or McDonald's is a real estate company. I was going to use McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's is a real estate. They, They say that. So, I mean, yeah. Church is the largest real estate owner in the world, though. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, but we also, uh, you know, mm, McDonald's. Anyway, um, (laughs) you don't get you don't you get a different form of Happy Meal with that one. (laughs) Either you could go get yourself large fire, get the Eucharist, you know. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I took it different than Shane was, you know what I mean? I'm trying to to head that off at the pass. I don't want to get canceled on day one of the relaunch. But, um, you know, I think, um, but yeah, no, the Facebook piece is interesting, right? Because it's some combination of selling our data. Uh, It's some combination of using that data to serve up the ads to you, you know, and then you get into this whole big thing that cycles, circles all the way back to what Drew was talking about in the beginning, you know, about this idea of misinformation and how it's almost like, you know, it's serving up to you what you want to hear, how you want to hear it. The biases and heuristics all tied into this stuff are fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, I mean, and without a doubt, I mean, the search engines know you better than you know yourself. This stuff is so complex. I mean, it's so wild. Everything you all just said is like exactly why I said at the beginning of the segment that like, don't sleep on Google. Like there's nobody, I don't care how much you use social media, like Google has everything. They know that Google knows more about you than every person you've ever met in your life combined all the data they have on you. Like, and and so all of this, the, the technology itself is a commodity. Well, maybe today it's not a commodity, but in five years, it'll absolutely unequivocally be a commodity because these things are going to be self-reinforcing. So everybody will more or less be on some level of, you know, be basically compute power and um, uh, data sets are really the competitive edges for anybody in this space five years from now or even today. So it's like, who's got the biggest data set? Google. Who's got the biggest servers? Google. Like okay, we don't have to discuss this anymore. Like, and who's got the Google biggest six sack? Or 12 months? Snoop Dogg. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yo, long story short, my investment that I will be making is I'm going to wait for Microsoft to peak here in the short term. I'm going to short Microsoft, long Google. And Ooh, okay. that's my 2023 investment. Shane, what do you think, man? What do you think? No, of that? I, I just, I, what I was thinking is this is here's how all in mind is I was just talking to my daughter more than ever. You got to enter every room with skepticism and a smile. Like that's exactly the words I used to her. Like, I like that. more than ever, you got to question everything. And at the same time, you got to keep smiling and have some fun with it. You can't worry <laughs> about it all the time. So it's got to be that balance. Like, yeah, got to be, you got to be cautious, but man, don't, don't ruin everything by getting all concerned about every single moment. So yeah, I agree with By you. Way, like, don't, pick and play. Don't forget Google, all of your email, like all your oh, emails 100%. are Googles. Right? So yeah, they like, even tell me it's bad. People like, are like, well, I, I, I only do five Google searches a day. Well, guess what? You log into every other website with Google. <laughs> you send all your email to yeah. Google. Like, yeah. you know, and, and Google owns your ass. Google well, is I think that, God. But I do think that's going to change. Like, for, so again, another... <laughs> So Google right now is our, our is become our default sign in, right? Like when you're starting a new company, yeah. you pretty much say, uh, Zion's going to change that. I think Jack Jack uh, Dorsey's going to change that. Zion will be your I, new I default. I hope so. I'm excited. And, and, and by the way, that'll oh, be very cool. good for domain names. Everything about his stack is domain dependent. Domain names are basically the bottom of that stack. Identity, yeah. verification, authentication, all of it will come down to domain name. It's the most bullish thing that exists on the planet in the world right now for domain names. And I, I, I try not to say I think because obviously I'm highly biased, but I, I suspect and I hope that you're right, that that will change that paradigm. Well, somebody that's the future, whether it's Zion or whatever comes out, the future is you know, and again, we don't want to go down a rabbit hole on this, but the future is not signing in through Google. The future is a decentralized myself token or however you want to do it. Something that is you, not them, that the world trusts. Yeah. So, that's... <clears throat> and if I had to guess, it's going to be a legacy domain name system. It is not going to be some Web3 blockchain. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we're, 100%. We, we, we talk about this all the time. It's going to be Web5. It's got to be... The world doesn't want decentralization. It doesn't want yeah, 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 yeah. in a free. We can't the protect ourselves. Domain names are 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 are, are I don't, yeah, well, know, they're they're going 140 miles an hour into a brick wall, and it's going to yeah, be we, it's yeah. going to be, and then they're going to go, oh shit, you know, dead bodies everywhere, and then it's like the people that survive are going to come out like, yo, give me that dot com. Yeah, yes. they'll, well, you'll see I, what we can I do. I do with think it. that, you know, like we've talked about, Web 5, it's where we're going to skip Web 4 altogether. Web 5 is effectively this web. We've, we've also referred to it as Web 2.5, but I think Web 5 is cooler. And it is yeah. this combination of Web 2 and Web 3 together, you know, where Web 3 really becomes sort of this application layer around verification, autonomy, control. You know, ownership of your, of your data, ownership of your online persona. Decentralization with a policeman. That's well, it's like it. you need it to a certain degree. Because, with a placement. Oh, and it is. It's like, let's get some of the benefits of this, but we can't go completely off the rails into full decentralization because people just can't handle it. It's almost like we don't need it. It's not that we don't need it. It's just that we're not really capable of managing that in a way that really makes sense. And, uh, and it's almost like we don't need to change for change's sake to something worse necessarily. It's like we have to find the right balance of the things of all the good parts of everything combined. And I agree. I think you start with the legacy domain name. Obviously, .com always being king, but I think, you know, you look at AI and other things that, are, you know, start to, you know, IOs sure. and 
But yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same reason why I sold NFT.com, you know, in January 2020 for 110, you know, I we hate million money because we hate Great money, sale. Drew. That's why we did yeah, it. Yeah, I hate money so much. I, I, I decided to sell it before it. I got $20 million offer. No, <laughs> but I sold it that early because I'm, in thinking about these things, it's like today, you know, NFT, big buzzword, blah, blah, blah. Once NFTs actually hit like escape velocity, nobody's going to give a shit about NFT, non-fungible token. It's going to be just the standard, right? Success is driven. You can define success of any new technology by when it basically it becomes so normal that you don't have to describe it anymore, right? Like, yeah. so like search engine. Whoa, you know, thank you. If somebody owns searchengine.com, it's like somebody did. Somebody paid like a million bucks for it. It's like, sorry, that's probably worth like novelty value, right? Like, it's not worthless. It's just worthless. It's just worth a hell of a lot less. <laughs> so I kind of look at AI in the same way. AI is going to become so ubiquitous that it's not like, you know, like right now, people are like, oh, .ai domain names. It's like, yeah, I promise you there's going to be a wave of investment. There's going to be money to make. There's going to be blah, blah, blah. It'll be just like, you know, .co, .xyz, everything else. And then that wave will hit the beach. And again, dead bodies everywhere. And people go for the .com. And that's it. That's just how it goes. It's like once AI becomes ubiquitous, which is going to happen a lot faster than any of these other previous technologies, uh, you're not going to call it, you know, like AI anymore. It'll just be no, gen. It'll be, you know, it's, just, it's like not oh, gen 100%. AI. It'll be like, no, yo, yo, gen. That's where's the best? hundred percent. That's it's like startups. Like in my business, we call it just starting a business. Like now, exactly. before, be like, I got a startup. What are you doing? Well, I'm putting up a gas station. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I, 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 Putting car wash up, you know. I got yeah. It. I'm like st- the word AI is it's again. I get it, but they're just tools using computers. It's hundred percent forever, and so the terminology is what makes it hot. But the reality is, they're tools. Well, and it's like we get emails tools. that are like, "Hey guys, hey media options. I just registered all these hand regged all these GPT and AI domain names. Can you guys go broker them for me? I just registered them yeah. yesterday, and it's like." You know, and I just try to respond to them before Drew does because they get a different response from, you know, or from Chris than from me, you know, where I'm like, oh, thank you so yeah. much. You know, we I'm really like, I have now help. entered your name into the database of absolute morons. And, the you know, when, 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 like, that, eh, when that comment about to hit Earth and we're trying to analyze who should get saved, you're on the list of like, you don't need to get saved. Eh, no, you know, like, yeah. you're done, blocked, yeah. block, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. anyway. I, I swear, I truly fundamentally believe that you can tell basically everything you need to know about somebody just by the domain names they choose. Oh, yeah. That's you definitely could for me because it's all nursery and plants. And that's right. Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. I mean, you can see where you, you live in that in that spectrum, right? It's like, yo, you got good domain names in the plant world. It's like, he yeah. did well but you can also world. see but you can also see the cities like i have local city names and uh yeah you can you can tell geography based on their registers uh, registrations as well yeah you're 100 percent right if you have a portfolio of a thousand domain names i could probably yep. narrow you down on who you are where you live and your uh, hobbies well, probably just totally yeah. yeah for sure so, all right. Point. Well, look, we're running up on time jen you got any of the closing thoughts here in down the rabbit hole I was just going to ask everyone, why is a raven like a writing desk? But I asked Adam that today and he was just like, what the 
are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't even know the words you just said. How is it? Yeah. So, so how is it? Could you say it in American English? (laughs) (laughs) Can you say it in American? No, I have a question. No, I have a legit question. We all do ridiculous Australian accents. Do an American accent. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys do American accents? You do American accents? It's like, hey, everybody. Howdy, howdy. I would never. I would never. Come come on. I know you practiced it before. (laughs) I know you've done it. They're hassled. That's really funny. I, you know, I never well, thought about what, it. What did you, really what did you ask? How is a raven okay. what? How is a raven like a writing desk? It's from Alice in Wonderland. How is a, ra- a how is a raven like a writing desk? Yeah. Do either of you right. have a response to that? Yeah. But uh, don't, Google, don't Google it, Drew. Don't Google it. Come I didn't on, Google man. Google it. I just asked ChatGPT. Their answer is that there is no real answer. This is a reference to a line from the Lewis Carroll book, Alice in Wonderland. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Mad ha- the Mad Hatter poses the same question to Alice, and she's unable to provide an answer. Yes. The answer is there is no real answer. I like that question. Well, there, yes. There, are, there actually are multiple answers to it. There yeah. is. And, and, and Lewis Carroll did come out, and he did say it was something along the lines of because they both create notes. They both something. create notes, right? Because at a writing desk, you can create, you know, you can write notes, and a raven can call, mm. which is creating like a singing. Yeah, note, you know? yeah, no. It itself. Like, like, forget the guy notes. who wrote the book. His ex- explanation is, is bullshit. I don't yeah, even. Stay, you know, stay, stay in your anyway. lane, Lewis. Stay in your lane. Exactly. Um, how is a stay raven like lane. a writing desk? Anyway, all right. Well, look, guys, I I really appreciate you guys taking the time. This has been a lot of fun. Again, this is what we kind of do offline in different meetings and things. So to throw us in this funny, crazy set, Billy, you still with us? Cheshire Cat, you still here? Yeah, I, I just got back from smoking that hookah with Absalom the Caterpillar. You all some trippy <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, you know, so I think I'm looking forward to some of these upcoming shows. We've got some really great ideas. You know, there are plenty of rabbit holes to dive down. This one alone, I mean, shit, the AI one, I mean, there is there are hours and hours, and it will continue to iterate, and there'll it's be crazy. other things. Every topic in AI has five subtopics, has ten yeah, subtopics. It's really like, wild. oh. So, but mm-hmm. listen, I appreciate you guys taking the time, Jen, especially you, since I know the time zone makes it extra crazy. Uh, and to the audience, thanks. If you guys stuck it out this long, thank you so much. Um, we'll let you know which shows are which, just in case some of you are like, ah, this wasn't enough domain content. I want the domain game all day, every day. We'll have a lot more of that for you too. Don't worry. That's not going away. Um, but I will say to everyone on here and, and elsewhere, fair Farron, which is what, uh, the Mad Hatter says to Alice when he says goodbye, which is the Scottish phrase, meaning good journey more elaborately. It means may you travel far under fair skies. And I would add, and even further down deep rabbit holes. So we will see everybody next time here on Down the Rabbit Hole on Domain Sherpa, where, believe it or not, all roads still lead to domains. And we'll see everybody next time. Hit us up. We're not hard to find. Thank you so much, audience. Without you, there is no us. And peace out. We'll see you next time.